Um, hi everyone. So I'm just going to start by saying that if you hear a really loud bang, um, <laughs> basically it's Jamie's clothes rack falling down behind me. Uh, it just like <laughs> broke and started collapsing. I'm Jamie. And I'm Charlotte. And you're listening to With, With Relish. Relish. Good times. That was hilarious. Loved it. Brilliant. I just took my earrings off because my ears are sore. Also, I don't know how you could wear headphones with earrings anyway. Well, I started trying to. I was game. They, like, jabbed me in the side of the neck if I put headphones over them. That's it. They felt like small, like, knives bending into my jaw. And I was like, "Mm, I can't do this anymore. Like, beauty is pain, but this is too much pain. No one can see you but me, and I've seen you look far worse. (laughs) You have. Sunday morning. (laughs) Sunday morning. (laughs) Anyway. um, Well, hi, everyone. Oh, my goodness. We're on episode 10, right? We are. Wow. Wow. Of Hilariously Named Foods. Well, episode three of Hilariously Named Foods. Yeah. Episode 10 overall. Yeah, I always get this stuff wrong. Luckily, I have my Jamie <laughs> to correct me all the time. Not correct, just... Um, she gets the detail right. I'm just waving my arms She's at her like, and you I guys underst- can see I understand. This. You I- can't <laughs> see me. I'm just gesturing wildly at the microphone. Oh, good times. Um, oh, mate. Oh, I've got some treats for you today, that's well, for sure. I think you're, you're going first, so what, lay it on us. Oh, what a What's dream. What's on the menu? What a dream. Okay, well, if I can be super, super honest with you and everyone else, I created this about two weeks ago. Um, and so I kind of had forgotten what I'd written and now I'm just sort of reacquainting myself with it, and I'm quite excited. <laughs> Jamie and I, just for a little bit of context, Jamie and I were supposed to be recording last weekend, and we ended up getting out of Auckland for a little bit of an escape, which was amazing, something we both really needed, and of course we didn't record. Record. So we're recording a little bit later, which is why this podcast um, episode has been pushed out a little bit. But hey, good things take time. It's weird times. And you know what? You know? This next dish is going to have you drooling. It is so good. Yes. Do you want to know what it is? Yes. Okay. Hilariously named foods. Rocky Mountain Oysters. I know what that is. Oh, do you just? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, let me just remind mm. you and tell the crowd. <laughs> mm. Rocky Mountain Oysters or Mountain Oysters or Meatballs, also known as Prairie oysters in Canada is a dish made of <laughs> prairie dun, 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 bull testicles. So I basically, heard it's bulls. prairie oysters before. That's no, neither have I. For me. Oh, mate, I haven't even started on what some of the other names of them are called. Excellent. We'll get down to those. Um, so these organs are often deep fried after being mm. skinned, coated in flour. Pepper and salt. Mm, don't forget that seasoning, girl. You've got to season your balls. And sometimes they are pounded flat. Pounded balls. Sometimes you what pound those balls. What is the texture balls. of a pounded ball I've like? I've never Is it eaten. like a chicken breast? I is think it's it spongy? 
Is it chewy? <laughs> I think it's chewy. I just the way that it, my mouth is moving right now is she's I'm making like this ball. little like beaver face. <laughs> <laughs> just all teeth. <laughs> I just think yeah. I don't know. I, I'm imagining it being kind of like a pounded meat patty, kind of with like a bit of grit. Oh no, grit. I mean, it's just a muscle essentially. Does it have like? Tubes I'm making stuff this motion it? for like a tube. Yeah. Yeah. Does it have like I mean, a tube? I mean, or do they take the tube off? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think you just eat the whole damn thing. Like this is me with testicular. Like I can draw you a uterus and some ovaries. I don't really know how the tube attaches to the testicle. Does it go in? Is it just from the outside? It just it it comes up, and so I think when you chop off the ball, you're chopping off the tube. Like a little stem. Midway. Yep. I'm okay, sorry. so there might be I've a had... little bit of tube. Yeah, yeah. And also, sorry, just FYI, digressing really quickly, I have a, a cold. I've had a bit of a cold for, like, the last two days, so that's why I might just sound like a gross It's because we went walking in the rain on the weekend. We I'm did. also a little bit <clears throat> shady. So. <coughs> yeah, so, sorry. I, if I have to literally, like, yeah. We'll just play turn a away and noise cough. every time you cough. It'll be like, ting. If I have to turn away and cough, please just ignore me because I'm dying. Um, anyway, back to balls because I want to talk about balls. Um, this appetizer is um, fucking delicious sounding, by the way. It tastes like venison. Okay. I mean, okay. it's not a beef. It's not like a, it's not a beef. It's not a beef taste. Um and of course, it's, got it's no nothing to do with oysters, so it doesn't taste anything like oysters either. Um, That's the best news I've had so far. Apparently, it's got a gamey quality, kind of like breaded venison, because of course you put um, flour around it as well. Like you I coat it in flour. Venison, so I get, I'd get, I'd give. I mean, I've had balls in my mouth before. Some claim it tastes Normally more I don't like bite calamari down on them, but some tastes. Some claim that it tastes more like calamari, which. Okay. That's a very I mean, different taste. Unless you, unless say you're going on texture. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a textury thing because it would be a little bit more rubbery. Yeah, seasoned rubber. You know. Mm, um, yeah, this dish um, apparently originated in um, the North American West kind of area, and. Um, yeah, they're ball testicles. That's all I have to say. I'm just so grossed out. Like, seriously, I'm grossed out. The part that I really wanted to talk about, though, is that um, all of the different names that they're given. Sorry, I'm just losing my shit slightly. Okay. Um, Compose thyself. Breathe in and out. Okay. Although they're most commonly referred to as oysters due to their slimy appearance. Ooh, when raw, slimy? When raw. Okay. When raw, mate. Some other names are used to describe these little fellas. <laughs> Examples include cowboy caviar. Love it. Prairie oysters. Okay. Swinging beans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining like a cow walking into a house and putting its keys in the bowl. I'm home, honey. Like I'm no, like I'm swinging. <laughs> like it's gonna go home with some other cow. Oh god. Um. Swinging beef. It's also going to have balls in its mouth. Gets me every time. (laughs) Um, Montana tender groin. Tender groin. Yeah. Dusted nuts. Dusted nuts. Or apparently it can also be called bull fry. And that's not as funny as dusted nuts. I think I've heard before. I've heard like bull fry before. I've I've heard heard of lamb fry. I've heard things called fry. fry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Rocky Mountain oysters, however, is the euphemism to end all euphemisms. Apparently. Uh, yeah, that's the one I've heard the most. Mm. Although I do it's like the dust most and nuts. Yeah. I wonder if you could roll them in nuts and it'd be like nut inception. You totally could. Imagine if you could nuts and nuts. Pound them a little bit. Just roll <laughs> yeah. them in almond meal. Yeah. And nuts also make, and nuts. Imagine if you could make them a little bit more sweet though. Like you know how people make bacon with like maple syrup and, and chocolate. Stuff? Yeah. You could have Rocky Mountain oysters with chocolate and nuts. Like chocolate sauce I'd give and it a nuts. Go. I mean Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, last little point I wanted to mention before we move on is that there are many festivals, but arguably the most common one is Clinton Montana's annual Testy Festy. <laughs> and sorry, what I mean by context with there are many festivals. There are many festivals around the world that actually have these a dedicated delicious things. To yes. The prairie oyster. Yeah. Um, Montana's Testy Festy, which personally I fucking love that <laughs> name. Like, great. It's just so Do you good. think on the side it just has a giant pair of bull testicles? I hope so. Like hairy we bull need, testicles. We need to have a look at this. Um, it's a five-day it's a five-day festival, which attracts about 15,000 visitors, apparently. I was quite surprised when I read that. I was like, whoa. That's a lot of people who want to eat bulls. That's a lot of people who love the bulls. Um, and, yeah, over 50,000 pounds of bulls are consumed. <laughs> what, did, do they have to save them up? Because, like, you only get two per bull. Do you literally have to save them up for that festival so you have enough? Yeah, I think so, which is kind of gross. That's kind of weird. It kind of grosses me out. Um, so, yeah, Rocky Mountain oysters. I mean, would you give them a go with relish? If they're deep fried and crumbed, like... You give it a nibble? Nibble the balls? Give it a nibble. Okay. I, I'm not sure about the texture issue. Because mm. I don't really like chewy... Yeah. Chewy fat or chewy, like, gristly. I don't... Yeah, I'm really picky when it or comes like, to or, me. Or oyster texture. Yeah. So I'm a little bit, like... The idea of it is fine, and the taste of it, I'm like, that's probably fine. Yeah. It's just the texture. Yeah. I'm a texture kind like, of person, Like, if you grind too. it up and make it back into a ball mm. so it's not, like, chewy, Yeah, then I'd probably be a better. Yeah. You could put gross. them on a skewer, you know? I just... Balls on a stick. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I I don't know. I mean, I I'd, I'd like to I like to say that I'm pretty game when it comes to trying new things, but pretty game for game. I just I just I'm not okay with eating testicles. It's the the thing that gets me is knowing that that thing had sperm in it. That grosses You've me out. You've had sperm in your mouth before. But I mean, this is like from a cow. Like, yeah. This is like, do you know what I mean? Like, People this is, eat this horse is, sperm, though. Yeah, in milkshakes. It's meant to be really good for you. At the Hock Tick of Wild Foods Festival down you in can the South actually, Island. There's actually a book called Nature's Harvest, I think, and it's all different recipes for using horse or cow semen in cooking. I just. I'm not okay with it. Like, it's just something I'm it's not interested in. I'm not interested in it at all. And I bet they have huge sperm. A little white bait in there. Oh, can you stop? We're going to talk about something completely different, okay? We're going to talk about my next dish. And now for something completely different. Here's what I prepared earlier. This, my friend, is called Figgy Duff. 
Have you heard of figgy duff before? No. Well, you should have, because it's very, very, very similar to something you've previously talked about. Is it like a clouty pud? It's like a clouty pud. Yes! Figgy duff is a Newfoundland specialty. So Newfoundland and Labrador are on the easternmost part of Canada. Wait, wait, wait. So both the dog places are in Canada. Pretty much. Newfoundland and Labradors are like hanging out together. Pretty much. That's adorable. Yeah. I did not know that. So it's a Newfoundland specialty and its roots go back to pretty much the 16th century. It doesn't contain any figs, by the way. But this oh. is like an old pud and it's in a bag. So this is why Does I was like. Does the refer to it being like pregnant in the bag? Um, Like up the duff? I don't know, but I found that it says, basically, the little bit of research that I found says Ficky Duff is a traditional bag cake or pudding, and it is most commonly served as part of a jigs dinner. Do you know what a jigs dinner is? No, it just keeps getting better. <laughs> it's generally agreed that a jigs dinner is basically a dinner consisting of I think it was salted pork or salted beef or something mm. and like um, boiled vegetables followed by a boiled pudding. So it's, kind it's of like dinner. boil it's, up it's, followed by yeah, pudding. Yeah, kind of. I mean it's it's supposed to be like salt pork, salted pork or like salted pork ribs, boiled veg followed by a boiled pud. Okay, yeah, because boil up's like bacon bone or like corned beef or whatever with veg or like watercress just boiled so yeah and it's like a super common meal to have in newfoundland as a jigs dinner like oh you're gonna go down to the pub and have a jigs dinner i don't know i don't know if they go to fucking pubs but they're also big on the salt Mm. well i think it was a huge way of preserving meat preserving meat yeah especially when it was like super super cold really snowy and you just needed to keep that meat fresh like throughout the winter and stuff um so i thought that was really really interesting and it's also got another name. Sometimes it might be called a raisin duff. Raisin because it's also duff. got, ra- like, it's got raisins in it. Like, its main, in- its main ingredients are, yes, I love the word duff too, everyone. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the beer from the duff, Simpsons now. Duff, duff man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Um, but, yes, it is very, very similar to the Scottish Cloody Dumpling that you were talking about in a earlier episode and the main ingredients of figgy duff are flour butter sugar molasses and raisins which is why sometimes you'll hear people calling it a raisin duff but personally i I like a figgy duff even though there's no fucking figs in it i loves loves the figgy duff yeah fair yeah i like it so I thought that was a really sweet name. It is. It's, it is quite hilarious, but it's quite cute at the Sounds same like time. Sounds like an indie singer. It's like singer. Twinkie Dumpling. Yeah. Figgy, Figgy Duff. Duff. Yeah, it does. Well, Figgy Duff, funnily enough, is also a band. There was apparently oh. a band, like a um, folky band called Figgy Duff around the 60s or 70s. And they also were very calming, relaxing, a little bit spicy, kind of like a pud. You know? I bet they were like the mamas and the papas. I think they were. Yeah. Yeah. So Figgy Duff was totally a band as well. So Cute. there you go. Um, how are we doing for time? Are we all good? You've got the thing. Yeah, I know, I know but I don't... <laughs> oh, God. Guys, I'm being the sound gal today. Usually we've got producer Logan. And sometimes it's me looking at the sound thing. Sometimes it is mm. you. Um, I mean, I did want to do a third one. But I'm just honestly not that impressed with it. Okay, well, don't do it. 
I'm just not that impressed. You can rehash it. Yeah, I'm not that impressed with it. So I feel like I might just maybe do three next time. It's It's been cut. It's a no from you. Yeah, it's a no from me. Yep. That's all right. Okay, yep. well... On to you. I'm so excited. You always blow me away with weird shit. Oh, God, and I'm like, I can't open my laptop because my microphone's too close. That's okay. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah, there we go. It's a process, guys. Nice. It's a process. Nice. Okay, I have two very immature ones for you today. Just adjusting on my chair. Okay, close your screen so you don't get distracted. I have to keep the sound open, remember? Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I know, I thought that before. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Are you ready? We've got a theme today. Lay it on me thick, girlfriend. <sighs> Did you know the French eat nuns' farts? No. <laughs> but you know what? Last week you talked about nuns. Yeah. And this week we're talking about nuns, so I'm excited. Lay it on. Do you, do you want to have a guess at what a nun's fart is? The French eat it, so it's going to be super gross, I bet. <laughs> French are gross. No offence. I'm kidding. I love you French people. I've got lots of French friends. Bonjour. <laughs> yeah, just make Je it up. Pal, Charlotte. Um, oh, God. A nun's fart. Is it something to do with, like... I don't know, sponge cake, because it's light and airy. Kind of. <laughs> oh, God, okay. But Shit. Yes, that was a no. wild stab in yes, the dark. Yes, but no. Uh, pet de non. I don't know how to speak French or pronounce French. Pet de non. Pet de non. Pet de non. Uh, okay. Is a popular French pastry, which is also devoured in Belgium, Germany, and French Canada. Ooh. To my non-French speaking ears, it doesn't sound that funny. But its name translates to nun's farts or nun's puffs. A nun's puff. Which does sound funny. That is so cute. I can't puff. even handle it. Like, oh, I'm just going <laughs> to... Under my little uh, nun cloak. Yeah. Uh, at least, I can't remember what nun cloaks are called. At least a habit. Oh, a habit. That's at least it, a yes. habit would, like, contain it. <laughs> but nun's farts are, are little donuts made of shoe pastry. They're rolled in sugar, sometimes they're rolled in cinnamon. They're yeah. light, they're airy, they're golden, they're about an inch and a half in diameter. Yeah. So they're just like a little round donut. Oh my gosh. So simple. But yet let's so be funny. Honest, we're not here for facts. <laughs> we're not here for descriptions of charming pastry. We're, we're here. here for urban myths, supposition, and amusing historical anecdotes. And farts. And farts. <laughs> So, as usual, I have several possible origin stories for this gaseous bainet. Mm. Two places in France make paternity claims for this pastry, which is officially two more than have ever been made for babies on Jeremy Kyle. Oh, God. <laughs> the Abbey of... I'm going to ruin this. I'm real sorry, French speakers. The Abbey of Mamotier and the Abbey of... Bomb-le-dams? I think you did quite well. There's so many extra letters in both of those. Like, that's cool. Say it how you spell it. Hey, you're trying. That's, I'm trying. That's the point here. Yeah. So in the Abbey of Montmier, a meal was organised in honour of the Archbishop of Tours, who was on a tour. <laughs> <laughs> he came to bless a relic. And all the nuns are in the kitchen prepping for the arrival of this big cheese archbishop including Agnes. Agnes is known to be wise, pious, gracious, and a fine cook. I love the word pious. Pious. I just do. I bet she makes great pie. Pie. Yeah, pious. pious. 
And here is where I'll hand the story over to gourmet writer Jean-Camille Fulbert de Montiel. Nice one, mate. That is, I guarantee, not how you say it. Hey, you're trying. But I'm going with confidence. Yeah. Uh, who described the unfortunate events of Agnes in his culinary book, La France Gourmande, mm. with the following words. Suddenly, a strange, loud, rhythmic, and extended noise similar to a moaning organ which fades, then to the dying sound of the breeze which sighs in the cloisters, comes to stupefy the indignant ears of the nuns. <laughs> Agnes farted. She farted really, really loudly. <laughs> oh, Agnes. And even though the kitchen was noisy, everyone heard it and did declare that she who denied it supplied it. Oh, no. And poor Agnes was completely mortified by their laughter. It threw her totally off her groove. She lost her balance, and she dropped a big dollop of shoe pastry into a pan of boiling oil, thus inventing a delicious donut and its name in one foul swoop. Swoop. Foul. Foul swoop. Look at you go. <laughs> um, that is the coolest that has to be, like, if it's true, one of the, the coolest, like, origin stories ever. Yeah. Like, that is so You farted funny. and accidentally created... A dessert. A national dessert. That is too good. Like, I love it. It's great, right? It's so it's funny. Great. But also, Agnes. just, I'm honestly just imagining... And you can just imagine poor Agnes just being absolutely horrified oh, she that she farted. mortified. Yeah. And, like, I mean, those habits... That's a long, large bit of fabric. Like, that's... I mean, it just billowed. It's billowing. <laughs> oh. oh, bless. You would have been so embarrassed. I would have been embarrassed, too. I oh, feel dear. you, Agnes. Oh. The less amusing and therefore clearly inferior hypothesis of the nun's farts creation takes place at our other abbey, the abbey of Baume-le-Dame. I'm just going to try this differently every time who were already famous for their pastries. Now, relations had been strained between the abbey and a neighbouring convent, which is not very Christian of them. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so a nun gifted a pastry recipe to the convent as a peace offering to patch things up. And so the theory here is that the pastry was originally named Pédinon, the nun's piece oh, okay. in French, and not fat, which is Pédinon. It's like two letters different, mm. which translates to nun's fat, because the world, the words sound pretty much the same in French. Yeah. So over time... It's changed. People would have misheard it and been like, that's a hilarious name, let's go with that one. Exactly, yeah. And, like, you're always going to sort of point out and laugh at something that's a bit funnier or yeah. more interesting and go with that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the second hypothesis may be more realistic, but I... Don't want to go with it because it's not as funny. It's not as funny. I'm going with Agnes. I'm giving full credit to Agnes. Totally. And a little fart smelling habit. Yeah. Poor, ne- <laughs> Poor you Agnes. You can just imagine she would be so shocked. She just drops the pastry in and then she takes it out and like Jesus rays come down and there's the sound of angels singing and everyone's oh. like, ah. There's just this shining golden donut. Yeah. That's the best story ever. That's that is the one and only in my eye. Yeah, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with it also. Love it. Let's keep it. Yeah. 
Let's keep it. That's awesome. What yeah. a cool story. Oh, I'd really like to try one. I can imagine them like warm and like fresh. In my head, it's like a little a orbit. Fart. You know, those little yes. orbit. Like that's what it is in yeah. my mind. It's a little orbit. Yeah. I agree too. Yeah. yeah. I want to eat one so bad. Donuts. Um, and then my second food, because I like a theme, my yes. second food is stinkheads. What? Stinkheads. 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 What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about, fool? <laughs> uh, stinkheads are literally stinky heads. Are we talking like an actual head of something? <laughs> yeah. Like an actual head uh-huh. of something. A uh-huh. head of corn? No. A head of an animal? Uh-huh. Oh, God. A fish? Mm-hmm. I thought so. Mm-hmm. An anchovy? No. A- oh, it's so much worse than an anchovy. A tuna? Nope. Uh, it is the stinky, fermented head of a king salmon. Oh, that's a big fish. That's a big fish. Oh, that's a real big fish. That's a big stink head. Okay, great. So, okay, awesome. So like, you just think do- about the size of a king salmon. I mean, my mind immediately goes to, okay, cool, I could, you know, I'd use that in a big thing of water to make fish stock. But, like... Well, if that's not what you're doing with it, uh-uh. what are you doing with a stinky ass head? Well, a stink head is a fermented head of king salmon which has been buried underground for a few weeks until it smells like a mix of ammonia, rotted flesh, and spoiled onions. Ooh. Charming. I just honestly can't think of what you'd use that for, though. Like, oh, apart from fish you. stock. Let me tell you. Okay, I'm just guessing it's not fish stock. <laughs> no, it is not fish stock. Oh, God. So, why would you take the head of a king salmon, ferment it, and bury it underground? Because... Salmon is a staple of the native Alaskan diet. I knew this. And because they're not wasteful dicks, the Yup'ik tribe peoples... You're doing well tonight. Thank you. (laughs) Traditionally used all parts of the fish. Yep. Good on them. I get that. Mm -hmm. Uh, They whack the head off the salmon. They wrap it in grasses. They bury it in a fermentation pit or pop it into barrels or seal it in plastic bags. I love how environmentally friendly this sounds. Well, this is pre... This has been happening for generations and generations. It's like a traditional food. Yeah. And then they just leave it alone for weeks. And then what? I just yawned. Sorry, I'm not not bored. I'm just genuinely a bit sleepy. But, like, what do they do Um, with it? Well, they then... Dig it up, take it out of the barrel, and the resulting stink head is eaten as a pungent mush that's often described as putty-ish. Oh, no. Sounds delightful. No. What do they do? Just, like, scrape it off? Uh, yeah, they scrape it, they smush it, and then they eat it. But there's not a lot of flesh on a head. I think that's why you let it rot. And I think you just smash the whole thing up. Oh, that is so gross. That's, no, I love seafood. I will eat pretty much anything from the ocean. That's gross, man. Well. Like, I am not, like, I'm not trying to offend their culture, but that is fucking disgusting. Apparently it's even better if you pair your stink head with stink eggs. 
I mean, eggs and fish, that's a classic combo. No, not like this. But that's gross. Uh, stink eggs, a salmon roe, fermented in exactly the same way. Oh. I want to puke. I bet they both taste like Satan's armpits. Ooh. Just some I'm just, I'm like mentally... Fermented fish eggs with a rotting fermented fish head. It would be so salty. Apparently, unsurprisingly, both stink heads and stink eggs are reported to be very unpleasant by non-natives. Mm. But they are an important source of nutrition when food is scarce and are considered a treat in isolated villages. I can imagine. I can like imagine and see that though. Like I can mm. see how like if you it do would all be quite nutritious. Charlotte, I'll let you have some stink head. Yeah, and you might get a little, you know garnish of stink eggs too mm-hmm. sprinkled on only top. if you're good oh, shit i would be the goodest of good girls you would for that stink head <laughs> i just like saying stink head. a stink head oh man yeah, that's so a... it's a very logical name it's a king head. salmon's a, that's a big fish but and like it's stinky i mean and it makes i think that sense. is a hilarious name for a food stink that head. is hilarious yeah that get some stink head and chips or stinkhead and chips for dins. Yeah. Stinkhead and chips by the beach. Sammy. Should we go to Mission Bay and get a stinkhead yeah. and chips? <laughs> Only if it comes with a side of stink eggs. <laughs> uh, that stink egg says, bro. I mean, I like caviar and I like roe, but fermented, it's the fermenting. It's the rotting And the process. thing is, is I love fermenting. Like, I have literally homemade kimchi sitting in my fridge right now. Like, it's that's fermented cabbage. But, like... I don't know. There's something about like fish is different because it it's seems so like something pungent. that's gonna give you food poisoning. Yeah, and it's like fermented fish. Like it's stinky to begin with, and then you make it even stankier. And like it's literally described as smelling like ammonia, rotted flesh, and spoiled onions. Yeah, see, none I of struggle... those are good smells. And combined, they're like the mother of all awful smells. The smell of ammonia really gives me a headache. I think it gives everyone a headache. And it's like, ammonia. Like, I can't even stand the smell of, like, gasoline when, like, we're filling up the car. Or... See, I kind of like the smell of gasoline. I don't like even na- the, sm- the smell of nail polish remover. Like, when I have to take my nail polish remover off, I'm always like, do it out a window. See, when I take my <laughs> nail polish remover off, like, when I take my nail polish off, James will actually lean over and be like, mm, I love that smell. Yeah, it's weird. Logan loves that thing. I that love sort the of smell of of petrol and i think it's because when i was growing up my granddad worked on trucks for a living and my dad and my uncles were mechanics when i was a kid and so i grew up with the smell of petrol i mean i like my dad used to take his motorbikes apart in the lounge oh okay and so like when i was at his house it smelled like petrol or we'd be in the barn which was full of cars yes and smelled like petrol yeah so I mean, I've grown up in a city my entire life. Theoretically, I should like the smell of petrol, but I just, it's just not a smell I like. Anyway, mm. ammonia is just gross. The smell of rotted flesh, that like sweet death smell. Ugh. I can't. Oh. I can't do it. Oh, oh lordy. <laughs> we need our, we need our um, vomit button. Yeah. Our, our, funny puke button that we were talking about. We need about. to find a really funny puke noise, though. We do. <laughs> no, we were going to make them, remember? We were going to make the perfect vom noises, yes. and we were just going to record them and, like, yeah. pick the ones we liked the most. <laughs> <laughs> we, could have different, we could have different, like, 
strengths of vom noise. Yeah, like on a one to ten. Because scale. I feel like you need an eleven for stinkhead. I agree. Like that's a hilarious name. It is not a hilarious concept. I feel like we need like maybe a seven for Rocky Mountain oysters. A six or a seven, I reckon. See, I'd only give them like a six. I think maybe a five or a four. Mm, okay. Like they are not the worst thing I'm not we've keen. talked about. Yeah. They're not the worst thing. My tummy is making so many noises, and I don't know it's, if you're going to be able to hear it. I just hope that no one can hear me constantly yawning. It's not because I'm bored. We're, like, Jamie and I have never po- um, recorded this podcast after work before, and we're both yeah. just really tired. And we ate a lot of burger fuel, and, and my just... tummy's my tummy's always quite noisy, but right now my tummy's like... Well, I think this... You guys do the podcast, and I want to talk, too. Yeah. Uh, my tummy's like, I got an opinion. <laughs> I got some opinions. I got I need stuff to, to say. <laughs> and I'm over here just like yawning away like Old Man River over here. <laughs> old Man River. Yeah. So I'm just a bit of a sleepy fox okay, this evening. Shall we put you to bed? <laughs> Make yes. you a cup of tea. Make me a copper and bring me a biscuit. I mean, you know I will because I you have tea and biscuits. That's what I do. Yes, that's no. what I do. No, that is okay. I drink I will... tea and I eat things. Jamie is a veteran at drinking tea and eating biscuits, and I she has a dedicated biscuit jar in the uh, pantry. I've spotted mm-hmm. it a few times. I helped myself to it when I was house sitting her yeah. dog. Once. It looks like a little tin dairy. It's very cute. I actually have two biscuit containers. I noticed. Because one of them is for my ginger nuts. Oh. Because James doesn't like ginger. So you've got to separate them. And he says them. they contaminate all the other biscuits. I 100% Which they do. with him with this. But I'm like, great. Everything's going to taste a little bit like ginger. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. And he's like, get them out. He's like, leave. Get them out of my cooking container. Yeah. I get that. So uh, Hey, it means you've got two jars full two of bickies. Two jars full of Rather than one jar full of bickies. Yeah. So, hey. The more the merrier. The more the merrier. That is very funny. <laughs> yeah, Jamie is a veteran for Bickies and tea, so yeah, you can what I do. I'll come home dollar. from like a hardcore partying night, still have my thigh high boots on and everything, and be like sitting on the tea, drinking my sitting on the tea, sitting, sitting on, on the, the couch, yeah. drinking my tea and eating my cookies at like four thirty in the morning. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. I just can't go to bed without it. Yeah, that's cute. It's what I do. I love it. It's like a little wind down. Yeah, it is. Mm. Speaking of wind down, hmm. rate, review, subscribe, follow us on your streaming service of choice, Facebook and Instagram. We had Facebook reviews. I know I talk about this every episode, but I just fucking love a good Facebook review. It makes us really happy. So if you're like, you know what, I've got 10 minutes and an opinion, please share it with us on Facebook, iTunes. I think you can review on Stitcher. Um, I think you can. You know what? I feel like I really should know this. I don't use Stitcher myself, but I feel like you can. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. You must be able to. So basically, if you're on something and it gives you the option to leave some stars or a witty remark, please do. Because I'll do this weird little, like, happy dance. Yeah. And then I'll message Charlotte and be like, we got a review. And she'll be like, I know. And we'll get really excited about it. And I love that kind of thing. It makes us so happy. So please. Yeah. How's the Instagram going? Good. I was really slack um, 
for a few days and obviously we okay, did not post too. during the week to draw attention to the Black Lives Matter movement. Yes. So we were quiet for a bit then because other people needed to talk. Yes. And that is very valid. Well, and there's so just we more like, opinions out there than ours. Yeah, like our opinion is not it doesn't the matter. important opinion in this case. So mm-hmm. we were like, you guys take it. Yeah, I'm so glad we decided to just add this bit in here. Because, yeah. yeah, it's been something that has been weighing on, I think, well, should be weighing on, on everyone's, everyone's minds. Um, yeah, we definitely, I know for a fact personally on my own Instagram account um, and your personal Instagram account, like we've been a lot quieter yeah. in regards to our own personal content and yeah I've tried to be as loud as I possibly can because I'm just so sick of it like yeah. I'm over it it's fucking ridiculous yeah so I think now that um you know obviously things are not quietening down and they are not getting any better anytime soon but you know we're still gonna we're having conversations, yeah, and that is important. And we're being better. I'm trying to be better. Like we're trying every day. I know I have a lot of unconscious biases from the way that I was raised, Same. and just you know, in New Zealand, we tend to we like to think that we're not a very racist country, mm. but of course we are. Yeah, we a hundred percent are. Like, and so trying to unlearn that and be like, actually. It's uncomfortable. I don't want to be a racist, but I know I am a racist. Mm-hmm. And so accepting that so that I can be anti-racist yeah. without being a fucking hypocrite. Yeah. That's the is thing. taking work. Absolutely. And that's it. It's being anti-racist and it's pulling it up when you see it, pulling it up when you yeah. hear it, pulling it up when you hear it in a conversation walking down the street with someone or that you don't know. pulling it up in yourself when you automatically think something and yeah. then you're like, that's a dick comment. Yeah. That is not okay. Mm, exactly. Yeah. So we've been thinking a lot and um, like a lot of people out there, we're um, just trying to be better every single day and it's yeah. very confronting it and... Is. um you know, what a privilege it is to be able to learn about racism. What a privilege it is to be able to learn about this well, because we don't... What a privilege it is to be able to learn about it without experiencing it. Exactly. So... Is, we're very lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. we are back on Instagram this week. So you can hop on there and have a chat to us. Um, Talk to us about anything. Anything. We would love to have convos with you guys. People like we, send us messages and we have little chats and we really like it. We do. And breaks sometimes it's... Day. Yeah, it totally breaks up our day. God, especially my day. I feel like I'm I'm on social media all day, every day. And I know Jamie spends a lot of her time yeah. with her job on social media. We're both in marketing, um, in the marketing industry. So we're both all in it. And it is so nice to get like a with relish-based comment. Like a nice comment. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it doesn't... Honestly, it doesn't even have to be about food or edible, delicious things. Like just send us a message about anything. How your day is going. I don't know. We're always yeah. keen to have a little chat and get to know people better. Send especially us your favourite food. Yeah. Or like a photo of like what you had for lunch or something. I don't know. Even if it was an abomination. Like if there's like a cool restaurant near you or somewhere with a funny sign. Yeah. I see in Charlotte pictures of funny signs I see all the time. And it's so funny. After our first season so many people send me messages about things that remind them of us when they see jelly 
out Jelly. out and about. A yeah, wibble 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 wibble. So yeah, please send us stuff. We love it, and thank you so much for listening. As always, I feel like we haven't said thank you for listening in a while. True. So thank you for listening to us. We are crazy, and we cackle a lot, and. We talk a load of shit sometimes, but yeah. like we have so much fun, and the idea of other people <laughs> choosing the idea to that we to have us. friends that we haven't met yet, and you're out there. <laughs> the idea of people choosing to listen to us still blows our mind, and probably always will, to be honest. So, thank you so much for listening. So much, and we love you. We totally love you, and yeah, thanks again, and we will see you next time. Well, we won't see you, but. You'll hear us, so we'll that's be the in more your important thing. Again, yeah, in the future, back in your ear holes in like a week or so. Bye, <laughs> bye.